It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of our podcast, The TV Addicts, uh, under the Scoreboard Addicts umbrella. Matthew, how are you today? And Anthony, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Not so good, actually. I watched this episode, so <laughs> <laughs> not so good. Yeah, I thought I would need like, uh, like what Mandy Moore said. You know, take a day. You know, call out and. I unfortunately wasn't able to do that, but it, it like it stuck with me, so I could see why she said that. Yeah, it definitely sticks with you. I, I agree with that. Um, so just so everyone knows, this is the first time me and Matt are doing this video. Um, so we're in BellyUp.tv today, Tuesday, seven thirty. But uh, this also be available in audio. And here's the thing with this one is that, uh, so just so you're aware, we're now doing this as TV addicts, not just this is us, but we're finishing this is upset. Uh, this is us episodes until the series. Series finale is next week. So we did six episodes of this. We're going to go into talk about other TV shows and other shows that are ending. I think we're probably going to do Ozark. Um, I've pronounced it Ozarks, and it's not Ozarks. It's just Ozark. There's no S at the end of it. They and do the wife, say it a lot, though. They do. My wife made fun of me for this because we listened. <laughs> we listened to it. The episode I, I listened with her. Uh, this past week, uh, the last two episodes, she's all caught up to the, with the podcast. She does, she does enjoy it, but it was just funny whenever she points out your mistakes. And you can tell I'm totally closer to the mic because what happened was every time I ended my sentence, I would move away. And I, my wife was like, what did you say at the end of it? Like, what did you say? Oh. And I'm like, I have to get closer. <laughs> I should probably do the same thing. Yeah, so you can hear us so they don't, we don't cut off at the end of it. But there's a lot to talk about. We're going to try to make this short. Uh, there's just so much to go on. It's a very emotional episode, so we'll open with the beginning of the episode. So this is the this is us um, penultimate penultimate penultimate. You know, I've never I've probably heard and seen the word, but I felt like because I've been so invested into this show that it just it made this episode seem more important than next week's when it ends, and it was. It definitely was. I think I thought I thought this would be the serious finale, because um, I thought it would end with Rebecca. But this is the episode, the train. Uh, I, thought it, I thought the show would end with Rebecca's, Rebecca's death. But I guess when you think about it, like you don't want to end on a sad note. Yeah. So this is the second to last episode, the penultimate. I can't say it again. I'm not going to try to say it again. <laughs> you don't have to. It's okay. I already get. I'm already. I already picture my wife listening to this, laughing at me. <laughs> 
Attempted to say the word three times and failing each time. Yeah. She's like, you should have stopped after the first. (laughs) It's penultimate, right? I'm going to say, I'm going to say sure. (laughs) Anyway, so it starts off with Dual Hill. Fantastic actor. He's from West Wing. Psych. Great actor. Um, Fantastic uh, fantastic actor. Driver, not so much. Well, I wouldn't blame him. The guy kind of... The car was on his side of the road. Eyes on the road at all times. Marty Bird. What are you supposed to do with the mean, cars heading towards hill. you? <laughs> heads, heads on. They're almost a head-on collision. He avoided it. He did what he had to do. But um, So uh, we already gave it away. But anyway, basically what happens is Dual Hill is driving his family. Uh, his son Marcus, the other son, knocks the ball out of, his, out of his hand. He goes to the back. Next thing you know, the car flips over. A huge accident, which kind of reminded me of Ozark. <laughs> <laughs> it did. And two totally, completely different results on what happens after a car accident where your minivan flips over a couple of times. So a, a little a little unrealistic on the other one. This one had a little more consequences, to which later gets into the show toward the end. Yeah, you know, because This Is Us is the most unrealistic, realistic show. Yeah, which I we've said that. before. <laughs> you said that. You said that. Um, I, and I think last night, in a little bit of a way, you know, showed it. So, yeah, definitely. And it was, it was definitely realistic at that point. Um, but we'll, we'll, so we'll actually come back to that because that's basically what they did in the show is they gave us this family, they showed us this scene. And then, because, you know, they just flipped the car on them. And then it's just like, um, why, why was that important <laughs> to this? To this? But we'll we'll get to that. So that's the beginning timeline. Was once again messed with, right, Matt? Yep. I mean, it's it's either the Flash messing up the timeline, Barry Allen, or it's Doctor Strange. But or Loki, you know, Loki. It's I feel like they're all just conjuring right now. It's messing up this the timeline for This Is Us because to intro for me as soon as they introduced a brand new family. On yeah. the second to last episode, you can call it whatever you may want to, but to introduce a brand new family on the second to last episode, to me right away, I was like, something doesn't add up. I have a feeling there, it's more than meets the eye, that there's like a reason that leads to something bigger and it, you know, it happens down the line. So yeah, it's I, a, it, I, it, they do show you eventually. Yeah. Um, but we'll also mess with the timeline is that we've seen older Jack talk about him going to see someone. And we always thought we talked about this last week is that we thought it was gonna be he's going to go see Rebecca because she's she's dying. And they show in this one that Jack's not as old as he is when he was Jack Damon, the the singer and the concert. Yeah. So clearly I don't know, hopefully they'll get to that eventually and the one episode that's left. So I think younger. by by Jack, um, we mean Kate and and Toby's kid Jack. Correct. Not not Jack. Not the Jack. Not the Jack of all Jacks. Yeah. And I think that too, it, it kind of definitely made things a little clearer as to where they even seeing Toby, because you saw Toby before you saw uh, younger Jack and. It kind of put into perspective, like where the timeline might be, even mm-hmm. though 
I said this on Twitter, the nurse taking care of Rebecca did not age from when she was taking care of Rebecca with Miguel to, you know, Rebecca's final moments. And Kevin, Kevin, that silver fox aged quite a bit. But this nurse, he aged like a fine wine, though. Oh, I mean, you know, we, we've been told we talk about Mandy Moore too much. I'll talk about Kevin. He's a good guy. Can't blame him. Distinguished. I mean. He looked good with the beard. He does. Which it, it, it was a perfect fit for him. Definitely. Yeah. But um, she's talking about Kevin. I uh, I lost my train of God, thought. I blushed. I'm blushing over here. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it was. um, What was I saying? I've, Kevin Pearson really just—I mean—that's what he does, though. He you're talking about the, how everyone everyone aged except for the nurse. That's right, everyone aged except for the nurse. So seeing Toby at this point, you kind of had an idea of how old Jack was going to be. Because for me, I was always confused because we saw future Jack, you know, where Kate's older and Toby's older. We now know that this was after Rebecca had already passed so just it's it's they don't use years they don't use dates but it's so hard just to figure out like how far things are well they've used like the ages too like they use the ages of the kids and everything like 18 they've done like the Steelers championship that like the Super Bowl and they won the reception so there's there is points to where they're showing the years there is but then like they kind of just lost it yeah I agree. These last couple seasons, I think they just had to jump ahead and like, let's go to the future, go to the future, go to the future. And they've done it so fast. They're like, we're not even going to give a time on this. Cause I'm trying to think right now, how Randall and Kevin, how old they actually are. I'm thinking they're gotta be in the fifties at this point. Right. I, I would say mid fifties possibly because the jump from the Miguel, from Miguel's episode to yesterday's, the train is, you know, Kevin, gray hair, full beard. The kids are older. Even the family um, meeting from the family meeting episode to now is much of a jump because Kevin was much younger looking. He didn't have gray hair. And then that episode of the family meeting, he did have the gray hair, the gray beard. Yeah. So, I mean, it's from there that then the episode just jumps ahead so far. I don't even know what it is. But I'm trying to think also because Rebecca, granted, she's been suffering with Alzheimer's for such quite some time, but she got diagnosed in the jack and them are young right like they're like yeah. babies yeah and around that time they were like 39 40 <clears throat> so you gotta think she's held on with alzheimer's for like 15 years maybe that they're in the 55s like 50, i would say the 55 56 age i want to say no. they were 40 you're right 39 40 because kevin said that by 40 he wants yeah you know family. to have to have a family and then that was when you know, Rebecca got lost. The police ended up bringing her to the cabin. Yeah, yeah. So they were around 40. I want to say from Miguel Paston has to be five, eight years maybe. I mean, just from looking at the kid. I don't, I think 10 is too long, but. Well, not from Miguel's passing, but from when she was first diagnosed. Well, yeah. 15 I, years. I, I will. Yeah. So then they probably they're probably fifty five. That's a lot of gray hair for fifty five, though. I mean, I don't. I, I just, but but he also he also didn't diet because of Sophie. That's true. Sophie so then I think I think 
looking at Caden Randall maybe would give the better idea of how if long. She doesn't look that old. She doesn't look as old. She, she's she, 55. she looks like a 55-year-old. Yeah, so she doesn't look that old. And no. it seems she's doing, you know, big things. You know, they she mentioned. She's international. She has some sort of curriculum that she's putting together, which is. Yeah, the, the blind students. And, you know, that Kevin Randall even put how much importance it is on it saying, you know, this is what mom said, you know, take your big, big take your big swing. So yeah. it seems that whatever her and I will say, I know we always get caught. We're only doing this because we have 30 minute time window. But <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard that she was in London, I thought to myself, that bitch moved to London <laughs> But would it move five hours to San Francisco to save her marriage with Toby? But she moved to London away from her sick mother to be with Philip and the kids in London and took that took the kids away from Toby all the way to London. And then they were like, oh, she's just out there for business. I was like, all right. All right. She, she gets a pass. She gets a pass. Gotta, take, take a step back. Got to hide that anger that I have for Kate so much. <laughs> All right, so we'll. I don't want to harbor too much because we yeah, do. On the timeline, I do want to get into yeah. other things. Um, the train, the train, train. She always liked to train, you know, especially you know with her dad, you know, taking it when she was younger. So I feel like there we say like your life flashes before your eyes, you know, before you die. And I feel like that's what the train was. It was hitting all of the major stops in her life. But in reality, the stops were her family saying goodbye to her in a way. And her being at peace, knowing that the yeah. people that still are alive are okay. And that's what we kind of heard with the first goodbye did me in. You know, it's... I usually wait 15 minutes to watch so like my wife and I could fast forward through the DVR. But like the the anticipation was there to where it was just like, I just want to watch it live. And then, you know, we'll cry and like choke and can't breathe during the commercials. And I've always liked Beth. We talked about this before. Yeah. You know, her character is phenomenal. It has humor and serious mixed in it together and phenomenal actress. Phenomenal, and I'm I want to follow all of them like after this to see what other projects they do. Yeah, but her goodbye was just it was so heartfelt. Pretty much saying, you know, hey ma, you know, I I got this now. You know, I tried everything I can to be like you. Yeah, which you didn't always feel that you know throughout their interactions. Not that it was toxic, but you know, Beth Beth is a strong independent woman which kind of like how rebecca is so i could see where beth would feed off that and her saying her goodbye that way was just it was it it was sad it was very emotional what did you think of it i i honestly thought like when she like said the whole thing about how like you pretend to be a mother she's like well i've always been to be like you i was like i get chills yeah just children that's just incredible like how like what better like thing to say to somebody on their deathbed is that that I, my entire life has been to be like you yeah like that's incredible and then and then think about how long she's known rebecca like we said they're in their 50s now right yeah 
she met her when she was at college, 18. Yeah. And that means she's been with her for nearly 50 years in her life. Right. And she yeah. lost her father. Right. I think her and Randall both lost their. They obviously Randall lost his father, but she also lost her father young as well. So she's lost yeah. him before. And at this point, actually, if you listen to what she says, I think she lost a mother already. Already. Yeah, I think right? so. You I mean, lie? you you could just piece that together with what yeah. she said, and then just like the timeline. But even how that, much time? Like she held her like Rebecca in a higher regard than her own mother, which is like I, even yeah. more respectful. It is because I felt like we're, uh, Beth and her mother always had that like love like, hate clashed. relationship. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That I mean, that was that was tough goodbye, but. They this is as this is us does. It is an emotional show. They turn around to give you some sort of little comic relief for you. Yep. And they immediately turn around, they give you Toby's goodbye <laughs> quickly <laughs> after. And obviously, you know, he you know, he's saying what he said, you know, always appreciate you including the family even after the divorce with Kate, but then he says, uh, you know, you just between us, you know you love me more than you love Philip. Yeah. And I was like, Come on, everyone loves <laughs> you more than everyone loves <laughs> Philip. Come on, Toby. No one could compare you to Philip. Philip's annoying. And even, you know, Toby even being grateful for what Rebecca saw in him as a parent. You know, even when things weren't going well with him and Kate, she she always she always saw the good in people. She did. No no matter what. So he was thankful for that. And his little <laughs> his little joke at the end was just it's Toby. So it was it was nice that I, I liked. I will mention one more thing too before we get into our next spot. Uh, we we'll talk about, but the um, Sophie actually tells everybody about how what Rebecca said to him said to her to get her to say yes to Kevin. Remember? Did you realize that? No. They're all, they're all telling funny stories around the the living room about while she's in her deathbed, and everyone's over talking about whatever about you know we did this we did that, and she goes oh yeah she told me Kevin's an idiot. Oh yes, yes, and that was what she told Kevin. I mean, so, sorry, Sophie about Kevin when it was that episode with the night before the wedding episode. Yes, where at the wedding he then goes over to tell her he loves her and he wants to be with her, and then that's exactly what she said right before. So it was actually cool. It was a cool callback they did that. Um, the train, the train metaphor is is we'll go back to the train now for a little bit. Well, I just want to metaphor- touch one more thing on Sophie. Go ahead. I did like her goodbye. To where she told Rebecca that we were talking about the road trip that you and Jack took. You know, how you guys had a one-of-a-kind love story. Like me and Kevin, minus all the turbulence. And in a way, that's that's what Kevin wanted all along. Mm-hmm. You it know? was, yeah, right. So the fact that he was able to get that in the end without it really being a major point mm-hmm. is, you know, it's it's a nice little bow tied on to that for them yeah that's that's true i didn't think about that um but yeah he was uh, yeah that was a good point as well um yeah that that i mean sophie is uh i don't want to say his wife's gonna <laughs> kill you but she's obviously stunning as yeah. well but so that's how you would go when you said sophie but yeah that was that's true because it gave kevin his not that he it, he wasn't there for it but it kind of gave that gratification to that story of kevin that he in fact did um you know, have that love story that he wanted with Jack and Rebecca, just yeah. very different. 
And, and not every love story is going to be the same. Every love story is going to be different. You know, you they started they met children as children where Jack and Rebecca met when they were like in their like twenties. Yeah. yeah, but they know uh, Sophie and Kevin have known each other for such a long time. Um, since almost children. their whole lives, almost their whole yeah, lives. Yeah, almost their entire lives. Yeah, and kind of Rebecca weird. knew too how much that Kevin wanted it. So Sophie kind of did what Beth did, where it was like, he's okay, you know. He found his true love. He's with me. And, you know, it's it was almost like your son's okay. We got it. Which was a nice for her to hear that my boys are good. Yeah, that was that's true. That was a good that was a good point. Um so I think going from there, one of the one of the points we we, we kind of we're kind of jumping all over the place because the train Stuff is kind of all back and forth, back and forth, and it's throughout the episode. And it's tough to go to remember everything <laughs> exactly how it came out. I, I think we're leaving up the most important thing about the train. I think I'm just about to say it though. Go ahead, Williams, like the the conductor. <laughs> how William did we forget? Bro, that? I loved I loved William from the beginning when he was on the show. When he was William, you know, not this you know figure that's bringing her to the the caboose train, basically going to the end. Um, He's just for not, he's he's a great actor too. I mean, the casting in this show, incredible. William's amazing. The fact that he came back, and then he has that. I'm going to the end. I'm going to go to the end anyway because we're talking about William. He has that awesome line that says that. What is it? If it was, if it's sad at the end, that it must have been a pretty good journey, right? Is that what he says? Yeah, it was some, that, Yeah, whatever that line is. I don't, I'm probably butchering it, but William delivers that line so perfectly. Like the actor, oh, that whole that whole scene at the end. And I don't know, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, and I don't, I don't mean to, but it just it came to me that William was the one who's bringing her through this. It just shows how highly regarded William was to Rebecca, yeah, throughout her lifetime. And they did not know each other that much. They met once before, um, right after Renda was born, she met him real quickly, real briefly. Then she named Randall because of the poet. Mm-hmm. That he gave her, because originally they tried to give him a K name because they wanted all three kids to have K's. Yeah, which is problematic, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> real problematic. And then he switched. They switched it, and she goes, "No, I want to name him Randall." And that was because of William. So their relationship was not. They weren't always together out their entire life, but there she held them in such a high regard because he she had a great connection with Randall. Yeah, that she wanted this connection with Randall's father. And it obviously wasn't again until she didn't see him again until obviously when Randall and Randall I'm sorry, Randall William reunite in like yeah. season one. And she's kind of taken back that he's there. But just to have him be the one who's guiding her to the afterlife is like how highly does she regard William? It's just incredible. It's it great. Is. The show's writing is awesome. Give him all the awards. <laughs> <laughs> they honestly for weeks now they deserve all the awards and i agree with what you're saying how while their relationship wasn't uh, sword i'm looking for while their what their relationship wasn't frequent it wasn't long either not like longevity of it wasn't wasn't there it wasn't but it was it was randall that bonded them to mm-hmm. where william knew he wasn't able to be the supportive parent that you know a child would need, 
And he yeah. felt Rebecca can do that. So it was almost like, you know, yes, you know, I wasn't in the right state of mind to raise a child, but, you know, I give you my blessing to mm-hmm. raise my boy and give him the best life he can have. And yeah. he became a fucking senator. So it worked, you know? It worked. And it's funny they named this, this show The Train, considering they're going to make the This Is Bus uh, spinoff. <laughs> About William, so it makes sense. They went from one mode of, mode of transportation to another mode. This of is bus. This is bus is going to be the greatest spinoff ever. But <laughs> let's we are going to keep marching on because this is this is a incredible episode, incredible writing. Um, we we'll go back a little bit now. Is the Deja telling Randall because we already know she was pregnant? Yeah, but she didn't tell anyone in the family yet. But she tells Randall that she's pregnant, and Randall's effortless, effort, effortless, effortlessly cool about it. He is <laughs> like he always is, as he always is, because he's the effortlessly cool father that I hope to be one day. Um, <laughs> but that is a great scene too, and I actually got confused. I, 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 I didn't have the captions on. Usually, I put the captions on because I can't hear anything. Yeah. So when she said, uh, "You know how he is," I was like, "Did you just say you know how Marcus is?" I don't know why I confused it. I was like, yeah, obviously if anyone who watched the episode knows now what I'm saying, Marcus, Marcus is a little boy that's in the car accident. So I'm like, wait a minute. Are they going to tie in that? She's now married to this kid, Marcus, who was in the accident. And you know, the typical, this is us. We're not going to tell you where, when, and what timeline we're in or who. So what they, yeah. What they ended up doing is you knew the kid was Marcus. They were in the car accident. It flipped over Ozark style. And then later on, you (laughs) Ozarks. (laughs) And then later on, you saw an older guy in a lab coat working in um, a lab. And the name, (laughs) (laughs) I know, (laughs) in a lab. (laughs) And then he said, Marcus. And you saw him there working hard, stressing out, you know, talking to, you know, the department head or whatever. And then it tied in to Deja saying, well, you know how he's always working and stuff. So they planted or tried to plant a little seed to where we think, oh, so Marcus is a younger version who's the older version is with Deja just by that one little working too much. Once they said he works too much, you know how it is. I'm like, nah. I'm like, where's my boy Malik at? I'm like, where's yeah. Malik? And they, he they he got a show, rough outing. And they show Marcus in the in the lab coat with the, the cane. He's walking. You're like, oh, shit. He lost his yeah. leg in the accident. And now he's with Deja. This is crazy. I the know. Funny thing is, the reason why I only missed it because I didn't have the closed caption on when she said, you know how he is? I thought she said, you know how Marcus works? Like, you know, yeah. he was working late. You know how Marcus works late? So I was yeah. like. Yeah, Okay. I was like, I miss her. And I was like, did you just say fucking Marcus? I'm like, <laughs> it's going to be him. And then um, it was funny, though, because the, we talk about this all the time. is casting. The girl, who, uh, the girl who played Deja doesn't look too much like Deja. Look a little different. But her voice and the way she spoke was spot on younger Deja. The bone. Uh, it's going to sound weird, but like the bone structure in a way. like Her the, face. Sort like, of, like, yeah. The face. Where you knew it was Deja, right? Like yeah, the yeah, older Deja. So it's. But I thought she had the, the inflection of a Deja's accent. 
you know how Deja talks like she's like with, with that attitude, with the attitude like yeah. Randall, you know, like yeah. just annoy me. And then she had that exact like inflection and everything. I was like, that's Deja. Like that's yeah. that's one hundred percent Deja. And then the casting also, obviously, we were talking about this with Tess because they showed Tess before, um, and I'm like, that looks just like Tess. Like that's not even a question whether or not that's yeah. Tess. And the Annie, the the adult Annie, actually looked almost like the younger version of Annie, just grown up. It was yeah. like they do an incredible job. I don't know how they do it. Like what what are, what are your secrets? Yeah, I need to know because it's, they like they're like they have someone in the FBI who has like facial recognition and they like <laughs> yeah. try to find who looks like all these characters. <laughs> like they just person. like. They like knock on like Dave Fogelman knocks on the door. He goes, "You want to be in a TV show because that's the only way it could happen because it's yeah. <laughs> it's every single one, every single one, every single one." The funny thing is, I think the only people who never had, I'm gonna say, who never had. Well, I guess I don't know. I'm gonna say never. I shouldn't say never, but really, a lot of people who never never really had like a younger version of them was like Rebecca Miguel. And Jack, right? They besides they, children, besides children, children, just children, but never like a teenage teenager or, or anything like that. Yeah, and like, I mean, if anything, they would like CGI Randall's like uh, goatee out, which they did in a couple of um, episodes, or they they covered it up just to show that he was younger. Yeah, but it was never anything like. I mean, they never did anything like that with Jack or Rebecca like they did with the big three. And, like, Rebecca played every single part of Rebecca's life in this show. Besides the played child. it flawlessly. Well, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. But I think, I think our next point is um, we talked about the train. Oh, Dr. K came back. Yeah, that was that was cool. That That hit, that hit the wife. The wife was like, like she saw him and just knew what he represented for the family and like what he yeah. was a part of for everything. So that for her was like, wow, they're, they're like, like what you just said, they brought him back and it was, they, they, they pulled out all stops. They were no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. But they had, you know, they brought back William, they brought back Dr. K. They brought back all the children actors. Um, for the train, they they showed young Kevin, young Randall with the older version of Randall, older version of Kevin. It was pretty cool. I that was my so my wife's favorite version of Randall is teenage Randall. She loves teenage Randall, loves teenage Beth. I like young Randall, a uh, young Kevin. Not um, not like the kid, kid Kevin, but like the teen and not the teenager one. Like you know how like there was like the baby Kevin who like well, they, those kids got older. Well, yeah, well I'm I'm saying like my version of Kevin was I guess like the grammar school Kevin that was my favorite one. Cause like it just like the way he acted and like you know how he was like he acted just like older Kevin in a way. To where it's like you knew like not only do they look the part, but they act the part too. And just seeing all three of them interact. I yeah. I thought was I but you didn't have your closed captions on. I saw um on Twitter like a few still shots and it was Randall he had his glasses off and he handed him to teenage Randall and he goes, You probably should have got these sooner. So just like oh, really? seeing Yeah. 
So seeing something like that, wow, that was funny. that was I like stuff like that, like all them interacting. It's like the three Spider Man all like pointed at each other, like yeah, this. yeah. yeah. It, it it was cool. That's I like. Cool. I didn't know. I well, I said I have a closed, closed caption caption on, so I didn't really see the what, what I didn't realize he said that. That's actually really funny. You should have these sooner. Yeah, that's really funny. But I mean, it was. I mean, they did that really, really well. The whole taking taking the train, going the importance to our life, um, and even Doctor K, like yeah. his, you know, the dialogue that they shared, you know, saying that he almost lost her. Yeah. On you know on the table when she was given birth and. He said, you survived to lose a child and lose your husband. And, like, you turned, like, this big ball of mess into, like, something beautiful. And And his line. And, like, you don't. Well, he said his line. He said, the lemons are on the bar. He's like, well, you take lemons. And that plays into a, a bigger part later on. In, that in was the like already the the Pearson like logo like lingo like not like a slogan. It was. It was like you know Jack always said it because after that he always said, you know, take lemon turn into lemonade, and that was always from Doctor K. Yeah, um, Doctor K too, which is something I never realized that you know Kate, Kevin, Kyle was going to be the name of. Well, that's the other why baby. they were. Yeah, they're all going to be named that they're Doctor K. Oh, that's right. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Ignore that. Can we, can we can we edit that out? No, <laughs> no, it's damn. Too bad. If I had to be embarrassed to children's addicts last week, I had to be embarrassed. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> There's no editing. There's no editing. We're done. Editing. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, we're gonna do it live. Do it live. We do it live. Um. <laughs> so we move on from there into. Probably the more sentimental part of this, but obviously Kate's been away. She's been in, um, you know, she's she's been in London, London, and then she's trying to get her way back. That's part of the the show is that she's not there, and everyone yeah. knows where she is. But and that was the big question coming into this: where was where's Kate? Where is she? Why she's not in that picture of all the family together? And we see that she's she finally makes it, and that was one of the point. So I guess. Um, Rebecca was saying early on they first showed the train Mandy Moore sitting in the train alone because I'm waiting for somebody listen real quick if Mandy <laughs> Moore was on the train sitting like that I guarantee you she would not be sitting alone <laughs> I knew that was I feel like yeah. I was like I feel something's coming <laughs> Mandy Moore looking too good in the train <laughs> sorry to my wife Sorry, not sorry. People are like, you know what though? You guys made it about 34 minutes before you mentioned how good looking she was in this episode. So get on it's a record. It's a record. But she looked really good in the red dress. Lady in red looked incredible, uh, as always. Um, but we I thought the person was gonna be Jack, that she was waiting to meet Jack at the train. And I honestly, felt that too. I, I I I thought that I thought the same exact thing, and then as the episode progressed, I knew that it was, you know, yeah, Kate that she was waiting for. But at first, I thought the same exact thing that yeah. you did. And then Kate finally gets there, and there's just that emotional scene. I mean, that scene is just, uh 
yeah. saying goodbye. Um, I just, it's, it's, and the thing is, it was like perfect to the way they did it because Kate said what she had to say, and then it was you knew Randall wanted a speech, right? You knew he wanted to give some sort of speech. About I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but people will be upset because I know they were upset last night, Miguel. Because I, I, I think Miguel happened oh. first because Kate was like the Kate was the last person, you know, on the trip. So like Miguel, a lot of people are upset about the Miguel interaction, you know, saying you know Miguel was with her for her second part of her life, like her second run. You know, they were married for X amount of years. You know, he took care of her. I think what the interaction with Miguel and Rebecca was perfect because when you, when you die, it's said that, you know, when you're in heaven, you're at your most beautiful, at your most like perfect self. That Rebecca that we saw was not, you know, older Rebecca. That wasn't grandma Rebecca. That was, that was Jack's Rebecca. And the Miguel that we ended up seeing was Miguel Jack's friend. You know, it wasn't older Miguel. It wasn't, you know, they weren't the people they were after Jack passed. They were the people they were while Jack was alive. So with Miguel being the, that was like friend Miguel and friend Rebecca. So with Miguel saying, you know, you're my favorite person, it's still acknowledged their relationship and what they went through in life together but at the same time that rebecca was there to meet her jack yes and when you said that beautiful version of yourself i did not wink at you at all i saw it (laughs) (laughs) saying yeah they definitely put rebecca in the most beautiful state i I will say that (laughs) um give her all the emmys uh (laughs) and she got her vespa too and she got a vespa which is actually have you ever had a vespa martini no, I never had. I had it in Vegas at the Cosmopolitan because it's a James Bond drink. That's why William says James Bond. Yeah. It's uh, it's from originally Casino Royale. They, first, it was a book before a James Bond because movie. And they drank. He had Vespa martinis. And that's where the most recent one, Daniel Craig, he orders a Vespa martini. And uh, they made it into the Cosmopolitan has three bars. They have the Vespa bar, the Bond bar. And the uh, I think the Q bar, which is like three James Bond characters, so that's the reason why I knew what a Vespa Martini was. And they're when pretty; you, they're actually really good. Did you have that for your bachelor party or mine? Mine, because we didn't go to the Cosmo for mine for yours. I mean, oh, I don't remember that, but <laughs> you know, we did enough for yours, and for mine, we did. No, I'm saying I don't remember any of that. Oh, so, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. maybe I did have it. I don't know, but I actually might have had it. my brothers. My brothers actually, we stayed at uh, the Cosmo. So it was after the Casino Royale movie. So I might actually have my brother's first, and then I had it again at, my, at mine. Oh, nice. And then for yours, we didn't go to Cosmo. No. I love Vegas. Just yeah, Vegas is great. That. Just want to state that. <laughs> 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 We're running along. We wanted to make this one short. We're not going to be on Belly Up TV on, on Tuesday at 730. <laughs> <laughs> she had the she, – she had her – she had her drink. She it, it's she was checking off everything she wanted, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like she never got to experience. And then, what you were saying before we talked about Miguel, 
very emotional. Kate, Kate just making it, you know? And then yeah. what, what I really like too, my wife pointed this out is that every person that she met on the train that already had passed, she spoke to them and they spoke back. Oh yes, you're right. But when they were, when she would meet the people that were still alive, there was no talking directly. Everything was coming from yeah, the speaker. speaker or they would just be on the side doing what they're doing. Yeah. Like her image of them. Yeah, you're right. That was a good, that was yeah. a good observation, Melissa. Yeah. So, shout out to the wife. <laughs> shout out to the wife. Very good observation. Um, but yeah, now we get to the big reveal before we get to the ending of the episode is that Marcus and his dad were in the hospital the same exact night that Jack died. And Jack met Dual Hill. Uh, they don't give a name for him, but Jack meets him and Jack gives him that same <clears throat> encouragement and that same speech that Dr. K gave him. Uh, and says, you know, when life gives you lemons, you know, make lemonade. And it was almost the same conversation to where Jack told Dr. K, you know, when they lost their, they lost yeah. Kyle, they lost their baby that, um, you know, Jack said, this is like one of the worst days of his life. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, do Hill said the same thing. And then Jack did what Dr. K asked him to do. He goes, you know, one day. You know, you're going to be an older man like I am, Dr. K saying this, pronouns. And he said, I want you to tell a young dad this advice. Yeah. And then, you know, we flash forward again to Marcus and his other two siblings, two boys and a girl, big three right there, which, you know, was kind of like a nod to them. You know, there was three of them. And they yeah. were sitting there and, you know, it was almost like Marcus was like Randall. So he was like, you know, I'm trying to get this done. I'm, I, you know, I, this is really important. And then his other brother was like, what do you expect to cure cancer on the first time? Yeah, you first know, time. don't worry about it. And then they talk about the lemon line that their dad, Du Hill, told them. And I would just stuck with them after all these years. But in reality, it was Jack that told, you know, do Hill this. And then he told his kids. And just to hop back a little bit, it's crazy how they told that story. Because one choice changed the lives of both families Mm -hmm. to where that doctor left Jack to go to see a younger Marcus because he was, you know, coding on, on the operating table and that doctor by leaving Jack and going down to see Marcus saved Marcus. But at the same time, you know, Jack had passed and I honestly watching it, you know, in like real time, I thought maybe that, you know, Jack died and then like, his organs or something went to Marcus. Oh, the same thing. That's what I said. You know, I was like, Oh I'm like, no, I'm like, oh. Jack's going to save this kid. That's what I thought too. I told my wife that I was like, as soon as the accident happened, I was like, this is going to be either Rebecca's organs or Jack's organs. Yeah. going to save this kid. But 
going back to so going back to that, so obviously it's one of the last things that Jack does is give that advice to a young dad, and then he does that. He has an, and then they even say like my family, our family slogans is lemon thing. Like we're really surrounded around lemon. But I yeah. feel like that family had that family has no idea what happens to Jack. Right. So they don't know that the guy who just came in and gave Dual, Dual Hill advice eventually dies immediately, like nearly almost like within the last like within an hour. Yeah. You know, he has no idea of that. So like for them to be like, so they have no idea that that's happening, and that's where it comes to the, the dichotomy, right? Where Randall always says the dichotomy, the dichotomy of this, and it was the he finds out that Deja's pregnant, and then his mother's dying at the same time. So it was like the dichotomy of the the joy of a new life coming to his family and the sadness of an old life leaving. Yeah. And he says that again at Rebecca's deathbed during their final goodbyes. He's looking at Kevin and they said, "Well, the kids are playing Foursquare. That's really funny." Like, and then Kevin's like, "Oh, wow, look at that! They're playing Foursquare." And he just says the dichotomy of it, and it's like the same thing where that was that goes back to the episode that part of of Jack. It's like you know you have one family's lives going to be changed for the worse, and the other family's lives going to be changed for the better because yeah. of one decision by a doctor. And the doctor kind of even said it too. He was like, "The kid he was, was devastated." Yeah, he's like the kid was upset his coat and a half. They had to go. He's like he was fine. He wasn't doing anything. He's like it was only smoke and inhalation. Yeah, he goes. I think it was anything further. And I think it was something that the doctor was just so good because he saved Marcus's life because they were going to do something else different. And he said, "No, leave it. Do this instead." He'd even touch him. He'd even touch him. He just said it. So he was such a good doctor. He felt like even if he would been down there for Jack, maybe he would have saved him. But he probably couldn't have because it was a widow make a heart attack. A heart attack. Yeah. There's no way to save Jack at that point. But in his mind, he's thinking, I could have saved him if I would not been upstairs. This guy's a family with three kids. But then it's like, I also have this young kid. He who, couldn't save both. He couldn't save both. And that's difficult being a doctor. I mean, it's, yeah. it's difficult. But um, just yeah, the goes dichotomy. to show you. I agree. It goes to show you that one how one decision yeah. could change everything. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then that brings us to the, to the ending, the sad ending of the kids saying goodbye. And like I said, it was the, it was Randall needed to say his words, needed a speech, but then like Kevin and Kate were just like, we love you. So like, it wasn't more that needed to be said. You know, thank you. You know, he had uh, thank you for dinners. Thank you. I mean, it was great. I'm not knocking Randall for it, but it was just it yeah. was the Randall way of I need to give a speech here. Like I need to give something that's positive to my mother to to keep, let her go that it's okay to move on. And then, yeah, I agree. It was almost like that. Like that. That's what Randall's role is out mm-hmm. of the three of them. He's the talker. Kate's the lover, and Kevin's the doer. Mm-hmm. So it. I saw some people saying how um, they should have, you know, had separate goodbyes. But I like that Kevin and Randall were together. I think it was perfect that the three of them were together to say goodbye. Yeah. And even if Kate didn't make it, Kevin and Randall were going to, you know, they did their goodbyes together. They were going to stay there together. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't only, they never saw eye to eye when it came. Yeah. And it wasn't in a malicious way. They both thought that they knew in their heart what might be better 
for her and to see them come together at the end mm-hmm. to where it's like she's at peace and now they're at peace in a way. Definitely. And I like that he said uh when it was like tell him I said tell him we said hey. And that's just like she squeezes his hand. Mm-hmm. He looks and then to be honest, when she laid on the bed, she looked over and then he laid on the bed, Jack, and Rebecca said, hey, and Jack said, hey, I would have been perfectly okay if the show ended that way. I would have been too. It's because nothing more needed to be said nah. about you know their life and their and their story because Kevin was compared to Jack. Miguel was compared to Jack. We saw how three, three minutes of pouring bad coffee in a hospital and a cheesy line about lemons changed a completely different family's life in a way because it's taken that sort of positive outlook, you know, dual hill here and that and thinking that going by that and then his kid being okay, you know, you're going to take something like that. And you're always mm-hmm. going to be thankful for that guy that said that, that gave you that hope and that, you know, little extra push of encouragement that, you know, things are going to be okay. Yeah. Cause Jack's like, my house just burned down, but you know, everyone's okay. Everyone's yeah, safe. Everyone's safe. Yeah. And then, you know, Jack's last words of wisdom changed that family and then ironically, because we left this part out completely, while the sacrifice that was made of Jack dying for Marcus to live, he, in the end, developed some sort of breakthrough or cure for Alzheimer's, which in the end took Rebecca's life. So this show always goes full circle with so yeah, my, every single thing they do. Yeah, I was going to talk about that next. Was that obviously Marcus eventually found out he did his cancer research? It failed, it failed, it failed. But he eventually was able to. I don't know if it was cure or help Alzheimer's. So my question was: This is just like me because I we don't know what the timeline is. Did he develop the drug that Randall was always talking about? How there was oh, there's a developmental drug going on that could help extend the life for someone who has Alzheimer's? Is it? Is it Marcus who developed it to extend? Because she lived like 15 years. I would yeah. assume when I'm looking at the timeline, 15, 16 years with Alzheimer's. So was it Marcus that was the one that developed it? That was that Mark that Randall was talked about that gave Rebecca a long, long, longer life. Is that what I think it's what it, what it was applying or is it just that they were, I didn't even think of that the future. I didn't even think of that because if you think about it, they were what 18 when Jack died. Yeah. How old did Marcus look? Five, six, maybe? He was five or six. So, But he didn't look that old when they showed him getting the, the award. He's not. It's like he's like probably in his 30s, which would well, mean. Right. So it's, or early 40s, which means about at the same time when they would needed Rebecca to have the drug. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was trying to piece together to see. So there's what, a 15-year difference then, you would say? No, not 15. They were 18. He was, he was like maybe six. six. So say 12-year difference. 12-year difference. I could see that. I, I didn't even think of that, that that was um, – That's what my thought was when they showed that. I was like, 
Oh, then he's the one that gave um, Rebecca the experimental the drug. Yeah. Did they do why. that though? They did the experimental drug. I thought they did. Did they say she went? I I feel like that was around COVID, and like I don't know because Kevin and Randall were arguing in the front lawn. I think about that or about something with the experimental drug for her. And then, you know, I they got into that whole big it. argument. Uh, we'll I look into it. We'll look, over that. I gotta look more into it because I've got, there's somebody's, there's an article somewhere. It says it. But, but that's a good theory. I definitely want to check back into that and touch base on it next week. If it was right. If it was right, but we're running along here. It's only 52 minutes into this. We were going to have this be an episode for our belly up. TV. Hmm. Uh, whatever. We're not going to do it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so we'll hard. Release just, video, though. We'll release the video. It, it's hard to just with such a emotional, jam packed episode, just to go thirty minutes. And I don't even think we rambled that much off topic. No, we, we didn't. We did actually. No. I think we we didn't even talk about like anything at all, like any stupid things off the side. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um. And we'll say we're talking about the wives. So I talked to my wife about it. I don't know if your wife is in, but she said she'll be welcome. She would she would love to come on to talk about the series finale. Okay. Because the problem is she we always talk about the show. Talk to your wife. See if she'll she said if your wife does it, she'll do it. All right. I'll I'll let Melissa know. It's yeah, she could probably do that. She does I mean work early the next day, we'll, but this is we'll a monumental we'll event. She won't do it the exact. She won't do it on Tuesday. She said it'll be too late for her. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. Good. Good. Maybe we'll do it like a Wednesday or Thursday. We'll figure out a good time or it's like, yeah. You know, my daughter's in bed, and uh, and we could do it without any interruption. But so, as I always do, I find a song that relates to <laughs> this is us. Unless you have any other points, you have any points to make or no? It's getting late at night. It was. It was. <laughs> Real quick, it was a beautiful episode. I loved it, and very well written. And who knew a simple "Hey" could turn on the waterworks? Oh God, tears down my face. Yeah, but that, I but will say it. yes. It was a very well written episode. Um, I said Miguel would be like top three episodes. This is definitely like top two. This is like from the first episode. The first episode is always going to be number one for me. Yeah. But this is definitely like number two because this is this is a fantastic episode to bring everything all like the references to it too and she's walking around the train. You see she looks up over Dr. K at the bar all the Jack stuff, the mug, his Lundy, um, the, the place he worked at, all that stuff. It's just, they tied the in terrible towel, the red boots the behind towel. Miguel, the, the yeah. little things that there's little things that, that the appreciation, and, yeah, yeah, and it was just it was beautifully done, incredible episode. Manny Moore was incredible. <laughs> she is had to drop one more in there, um, but here is a song for Rebecca uh, after this episode. <laughs> Victory, the Lord I say. 
It's obviously the long black train. <sighs> Bringing you to your final destination. Oh, oh my in God. Peace. Rest in peace. And I love, I will end Animal. on this, that she couldn't remember. <laughs> oh, the, the caboose. Book, the caboose. She couldn't remember the little red caboose. And then the caboose was her final destination. So everything ties in together. Always does. We love you, Mandy Moore. <laughs> we seriously do. If you want to come on our show, well, we'll promise it'll be through Zoom. <laughs> you have to know. We'll, we'll email it to your personal assistant. You know, we won't get any personal information. Yeah. We're not creepers. We promise. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> Another great dissection of This Is Us. As we have one more episode left. I can't believe it. I so know. Bad. It's going to be very sad. Uh, but we will, maybe we'll have, we'll be joined by two guests next week. Uh, but serious finale next week. So join us one, one more time for uh, the TV Addicts as we finish with This Is Us. And then we're going to start going into other TV shows. I don't think we're going to do it as much as we've done this show. Because I feel like it's just it's too hard to keep doing Entire, like, we can't do 14 episodes on 14 episodes of Ozark. We don't have enough time, yeah. But we may do like half, like, maybe like the first half of the season in one episode, or half the season in the other. But we'll figure it out. But we're gonna be yeah. bringing more shows. Uh, also, Stranger Things series finale is coming up too. That's something that we could do, being that they're breaking into two halves. Are they doing that again? Come on, yeah, I know, I know. And it's like, it's like a big gap. I think it's now. It's supposed to be coming out, I think, end of the month. And I think the next one's July. <sighs> so annoying. I know. Fucking anyway, annoying. thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next episode. See you later. Stay rock. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 